1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: This is a Lip Media Podcast.
0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respect to Elders past and present, and the Aboriginal Elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to the... <coughs> Oh my god.
3: COVID-19
4: special of The Gays Are Revolting A oh, definitive a weekly news source for
0: contemporary gays We put the G in LGBTQAA Plus, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be Show your love by following us on Instagram or Twitter Or join our Facebook group at The Gays Are Revolting Support our show and listen to bonus
4: aftershows by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Pod. Hey everybody
3: Hey <laughs> Welcome Hello. to the
4: COVID-19 <laughs> medical special <laughs>
1: Um, so today on the show we have Dr. George coming on to have a chat about coronavirus. as yeah. all COVID nineteen and yeah. yeah, as well as
4: Anthony Spinner, the uh, venue manager of DT's Hotel, which is obviously one of the oldest gay bars in Melbourne. Yes, just to talk about how it's affecting queer venues and, mm. and what they're putting in place to. Uh, Lower that curve and all yeah, that sort of stuff. But um, how are you guys going with it? We're releasing this episode early because yes. we just sort of thought there's a lot of information, there's a lot of misinformation out there, yeah. and, and a lot of good information that should be shared. That's it. Has it affected you guys?
1: Um, honestly, like up until sort of this morning, I was sort of just like, oh yeah, like it'll be okay, whatever. And I woke up this morning feeling very, very anxious, mm. and I was just and sec- like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sick no uh, just yeah feeling very anxious and then even on the tram this morning there was my tram is generally packed yeah. with people and there was maybe 10 yeah. on the
4: Spooky. entire tram. Yeah. and look you work in an industry you're a hairdresser you work in yeah. an industry where you are touching Like I'm face to face With people every day And How's it affecting work
1: We're generally booked up With colour appointments And haircuts and blow dries And stuff Without a doubt Every single morning We Mm. have a bunch of messages On the answering machine Or we have people calling in Cancelling all their appointments Which I completely understand Why they are But it makes it A very scary time being someone in the beauty and hair industry, yeah. like we're going to be closing soon. Like yeah. without a doubt, like we will close sort of within the next week or two mm. because there's no one coming in. Yeah.
4: yeah. So mm. I'm very much the same. mate. I've got day job and night job. So my yeah. day job is working for a large arts organization, uh, which decided to close the venue for four weeks, which I think was a really very good decision by our CEO and a very proactive decision. Um, so where we are closed, we've closed Mm -hmm. the doors for four weeks. This has never happened in the 34 years that we've been, Existing, yeah, yeah. Um, the customers have been so understanding and so mm-hmm. patient and wonderful, which is fantastic. Yeah, but there's just so many logistics to closing, you know, a, well, yeah. a, a venue that has tens of thousands of seats sold in because we're going into comedy festival and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then my night job, which is performing, mm. um, we were supposed to be performing, you know, two weeks in a 200 mm-hmm. seat venue for comedy festival and that's just been cancelled. Yeah. So, we've just not only lost the income from that, yeah. but it also means that we've lost all of the money that we spent on advertising mm-hmm. Facebook ads. We've got 4,000 or 5,000 flyers and posters for mm-hmm. a show that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And you, you you, were saying before we started, Luke, it's been crazy at your work as well.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, look, there's a lot of changes. We have a lot of our psychs working from home mm-hmm. now, and, and, and it means an entire sort of... Rejig of how our business works because people still need their appointments, and I'm glad we've got some people into chat about yeah the logistics of it of it all. Um, because it's really easy to get misinformation or just kind of lean into the anxiety of it all as yeah. well. It's really natural mm. to get carried away, and and um, it is
4: actually it, it is easy to be carried away, but it's also easy to be complacent. Mm. Um, and there's some messages out there that are unhelpful and unnecessary but there's also some really important stuff that i think some people are not listening to as well which is important Mm. yeah i'm fascinated by the mental health side of it because i think this is going to have huge carry-on effects and i'm grateful that you're going to be here for the next few weeks to talk about what's happening in that sphere yeah
0: Yeah, like even personally i know myself and a lot of my frog friends have like avoidant personality tendencies and so, things like maintaining an, an active engagement with therapy mm-hmm. is something we don't necessarily want to do. We know yeah. we have to do it. And I know even just being on the phones today, sometimes a pandemic like this gives our avoidant personality mm-hmm. an opportunity to uh, not take care of it. Yeah. You know, I, I if, if someone rang me right now, like I did have to do to clients today and say... Mm-hmm well, your psyche is working from home, so yeah. you can do an online consultation or you can cancel it. I'll be like, cancel it. Mm. Yeah, I'll take a break. Yeah, uh, And that's not necessarily the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's going to be an important piece of this, this uh, conversation is not only the, the, the physical logistics of how to stay safe, but also how to spiritually... it's important though yeah Yeah. it's really important you know you you give me an opportunity I'd I'd skip it off I'd just go have a wet one instead easy any day of the week but um, I'm trying to be really mindful of no still keep your your appointments still uh, stay engaged in the therapeutic process you know even if there is the slightest of road bumps in between you and getting that that help so we'll see the good thing is Pokemon Go
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I've been telling. You, I was at. I was at the bar. Someone's going to get mad at me for this. Story. <laughs> I was at the bar the other day, talking to all, all of the guys. Yeah, that the you know they're going to be working from home, and I was like, just get Pokemon. Yeah, and because Nintendo's changing the coding of it now, that the Pokemon will pop up more frequently mm-hmm. in isolated areas. The whole point you of the game is to, to like, go outside yeah. and walk. Through crowds of people. That's it. And they've changed the whole format of This is fascinating. Over, I,
3: I,
4: I, I am sort that. of loving, you know, like there's a lot we're giving, being given a lot of information at in this period in time. Some of it's quite overwhelming, but seeing these sort of side stories like Pokemon Go it's not a sad story to me, mate. Yeah. So this is a main <laughs> But it is, <laughs> you know, these well, slides. <laughs> Did you guys see the the monkeys in Thailand? Oh, my God, the monkeys mm. in Thailand. It's, Jesus like, it's a thing Christ. that you would never think of. No. But for anyone that hasn't seen it, in Thailand, obviously, there's a lot of, of, of monkeys mm. that are fed by tourists. And so these, in the entire hordes ecosystems of monkeys, of like- their food supply <laughs> relies on tourists giving them food. That yeah. The tourists aren't there anymore. So these hordes of monkeys yeah. have started, you know, ransacking and attacking people. And they're moving yeah. in, like, groups Gang. of thousands. Thousands in yeah. gangs of thousands through the streets and the video footage. Yeah. Even the canals apparently in Venice have suddenly started running clear. Um, really, because there's no boats and stuff running through it. There's no Jeez. pollution and stuff. All the cruise ships are stopping and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the canals have started clearing up. There's really yeah. weird stuff. Um, the air quality the in air China, quality over China, yeah, has been completely com- cleared. Com- pretty much the, the best it's been in yeah. decades. Besides,
1: of- where like they create steel because yes. those like for them to shut down it is too expensive. It's yeah. more You're sort of lucrative. Cre- steel c- still exists. Yeah, but like create a it, pure yeah. form of it and yeah. like make it into things. This, this what is, is do not you a mean? science podcast, <laughs>
3: but. <laughs>
0: those China
1: China scientists, <laughs> it <scientists. laughs>
3: ain't
0: up to you to create still you ain't Jesus maybe I, I am you, he's my you, Jesus who, <laughs> who, who who told me the thing to, was it on the show where we talked about the planes that just fly with no one oh, on yeah, them I didn't yeah. think it was on the
4: show but no. yeah so this is a thing that's happening in, in cities like New York really popular was it LAX or stuff they, yeah. they New York, have to LA, they yeah.
0: they have to keep running the planes or Sydney they l- as well. they, l- lose their,
1: they lose their time slots their yeah. slots so yeah. they just run
4: the plane nobody Body. empty planes so yeah. they can yeah. keep the times up for when this pandemic one ends, of
1: the yeah. biggest domestic um, airlines in the UK completely shut down because they wow. can't run their airlines yeah. anymore so all those little towns that they used to fly to don't have any airport access wow. whatsoever anymore
4: mm. which is yeah. Some insane stuff happening and that's why we have decided that we are going to release this episode early We're going to be talking about how this pandemic is um, affecting our community mm. And as you said, we've got Dr. George and yep. an author, also Anthony Spinner from DT. So that's should we get started?
1: It. Yeah, let's get on into it
4: Since the coronavirus first emerged from China at the end of 2019, it spread to more than 100 countries and infected thousands of people. On March 11th, the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus, or COVID-19, as an international pandemic. Given the constantly evolving nature
1: of the pandemic, we're recording this interview on Monday night and we'll be releasing it on Tuesday the
0: 17th of March. And to walk us through some of the issues tonight, we're joined by returning guest Dr. George Forgan Smith. Uh, thank you for coming in, Dr. George. I guess the the question we're all thinking is, what's life been like as a GP <sighs> since you know
2: she turned up? <laughs> she, how, how is <laughs> she though? Um, it's it it actually has been crazy, but it's kind of like the whole toilet paper shopping thing. and mm, that, and what's that? Oh no! Well, no, my <laughs> partner said to me. Four weeks ago, stock up, stock up, stock up. Mm, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll kind of get around to that. Yeah. Then shit started hitting the fan with the state health drama that happened. What was that? Was less than a maybe it was about a week ago, yeah. where the doctor in Turak had been diagnosed, yeah. and uh, Chris, yes. the GPS got distracted. We were all angry at the the health minister. And we were kind of hoping for an apology, but that kind of distracted us away from the game where we should have been setting up and getting everything ready. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm in the process of setting up processes, so I am going to try and eliminate as many people needing to come to my office as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that purposely because I don't want well people in my office. If you don't need face-to-face with me, I will talk with you over the phone. Yeah, yeah. And the government's made that possible. Yeah, but yeah. I think now's the time to be innovative and we also have to keep on supplying good quality information. So mm. I'm very grateful for you guys to invite me because it will help counter some of the bullshit that is going around. There is so much of that bullshit
3: going around. There's a lot of shit words in this (laughs) discussion about toilet paper. (laughs) I
4: think we all have several aunties that have shared some memes that are (laughs) very questionable in their truth. There are some odd ones, it's true. Mm. Uh, Now, last week, more than 100 queer supportive organisations in the US released an open letter to uh, healthcare providers, urging them to be aware that LGBTQ people may be at greater risk for the coronavirus than the general public. They firstly mentioned queer smokers. Why are me and all the other queer smokers more at risk?
2: Well, we know that people with respiratory disease, people with heart disease, people with diabetes and other chronic illnesses are at higher risk of developing more severe infection when it Mm. comes to COVID-19 so maybe it's to do with you know the inflammatory markers that are happening with smoking yeah Mm. look we're playing this by ear we we really don't know a huge amount of this so if more can-
4: erring on the side of caution, looking at the facts that have been presented so far. I
2: think that we can see that. Like, if you look at China, that is a very large population of smokers yeah. Yeah. as well, and maybe that their lungs were a little bit more worn out, or a bit tired or a bit mm-hmm. more susceptible because of the inflammatory change that happens with cigarette smoking, mm-hmm. and I imagine vape smoking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a full-time smoker. I'm like. Mm. At the moment, a pack a day. Mm-hmm. And so, I saw my
0: GP, I think, last week because I just wanted to get an old clear to continue mm. working or whatever. And he sort of said with the amount of smoking that I do and drinking and, and frogatory that, you know, it looks like that's my general state of, of, of sort of... sort you already my have a bit of a cough and a bit of a... Yeah, and a yeah. bit of a cough yeah. and whatever. does it Does it sort of make it... In terms of without one of the COVID testing kits or, or, or whatever, harder to... Who, who the hell knows? Mm.
2: And see, this is the thing. Something that's probably important that we note is that cigarette smoke stops the sweeping ability of the lungs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there's little cells that clear out the lungs. And when you smoke a cigarette, it switches yeah. them off. So, when you cease smoking or stop smoking, they start to work usually about two or three days after you've you've had your last cigarette. And then Mm. a lot of people say, oh, I was coughing up so much stuff. And that's because they started to work. So, I wonder whether people are inhaling um, little particles of the virus and they're able to sit there longer without being swept away. So, that could be one of the things. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, right.
4: Following on from that,
1: a lot of people sort of in our community are at higher rates of having HIV. Do people living with HIV have to take extra precautions against the coronavirus?
2: I think all people should take precautions mm-hmm. against the coronavirus, and that's hand-washing, social distancing, and mm. you know isolation if you're at risk. People living with HIV with a good CD4 count are not considered to be at higher risk. Mm. Okay, cool. However, if you have heart disease, if you have diabetes, if you have lung disease and HIV... I would be super cautious. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah,
4: Is it right to say, just, and this is more of a broader discussion about um, being undetectable uh, as someone living with HIV, if you are undetectable as someone living with HIV, it means that you aren't really more susceptible to any sorts of viruses or anything uh, than anyone that was HIV negative?
2: Well, I think undetectable is just an indication that the medicine's working and the yeah. HIV is no longer replicating in the body in a way that it can be detected. More important in sort of these situations is the CD4 count. And what Mm -hmm. we know is that as long as the the virus isn't grumbling along Mm. at a high level, then the CD4, which are protective cells in the body, they are protected. They're not being killed off. So I think that's probably, in this sort of situation, equally as important. But also remember that having a detectable viral load probably means that there's an inflammatory process happening in the body. And so we want to reduce as Mm -hmm. much inflammatory stuff as we can. And
4: is there a correlation between
2: undetectable and the CD4 count?
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: People with undetectable viral load, we would hope that without the replication of HIV, the CD4 count cells will no longer yeah. be killed. Yeah. So we can expect that it slowly comes back up. And it can take months and it can take years. And for some people, their CD4 count never does come up. Mm-hmm, okay. So this is why early detection of HIV is very, very important. Sure, yeah. But that's a, that's a whole that's other say, podcast. Yeah, sorry, that is
4: a, yeah. a, a very separate question. So bottom line,
2: if you're living with HIV, have a non-detectable viral load, are taking your meds and you've got a good CD4 count, you are not at higher risk mm-hmm. for contracting COVID-19. Okay. Okay. Mm.
0: I'm always reading stuff on the internet, and I'm a bit of a Nancy Drew, but I've seen a lot of weird correlations between PrEP, uh, the company that helped develop PrEP as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first one I saw was saying that PrEP actually uh, increases your immunity to contracting COVID-19. And then later I read that that company was now helping develop... You know, a, a treatment for co- it, like the story keeps changing. Do you want to go myth busters on us for a little bit George? And, and, okay, and
2: Just, let's get the facts out fast. Truvada or tenofovirum sotridivine does not treat COVID-19. It mm. doesn't protect against it either. Mm. There was some belief that around HIV drugs and there is some research research as in people scrambling together and trying lots of different things in China and in other countries mm. that there are some HIV drugs that may be useful but the way that PrEP, PEP, and Truvada works, it doesn't seem to affect the COVID-19. Right, Um, They're they're very different viruses. I was
4: really looking forward to a world where it was just the gays.
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) Everyone else has gone and it's just us. (laughs) Look, I suppose the other thing is, and we need to be aware of this, is one of the reasons that gays may, or gays or GLBTIPQ people, Mm. is that we tend to congregate in groups Mm. as well. And so, and we you, also have
4: very small, close knit groups. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So, if one person is infected, and look, we know that people are capable of infecting other people 50% of the time when they have no symptoms at all. Mm. Yeah. So, that's the problem. That's why we're hearing about people like Tom Hanks. That's why we're hearing about all of these Americans coming into Australia who are able to spread the virus and they don't get unwell until five, six, yeah. seven days later. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, can, I can say from experience, I didn't see much social distancing at Closet. On the Well, way. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that though, like,
4: because Sunday last week, you and I were at uh, Queer Deluxe. Obviously people were talking about it then, but it wasn't, so this is Sunday a week and a half ago at, at this point in time. It wasn't as big a thing, um, but in the few days afterwards, they sort of really talked about social distancing on the news and that sort of thing. I was like, fuck, we were like going around hugging yeah. everyone and kissing everyone and I saw sharing drinks and all that, that sort like, of stuff, you know?
0: I, I was... So, we went to Queer on Sunday. Thursday was at Honcho. Yeah. Still saw full open mouth yeah, kissing. Yeah. And I even said to yeah, my friend, yeah. I was like, you've just kissed six frogs in a in yeah. a row. You, d- you don't yeah. even know them. The only difference I could notice was that the numbers were less yeah. in yeah. terms Ooh. of the general gathering. But even Closet on Sunday... Y'all still want to take your shirt off and, and rub up against something? Mm. Like, that was still happening in full mm. force on, on Sunday. And I, I got read for it on Instagram. Yeah, Because right. yeah. no. I don't do nothing without sharing it on my yeah, yeah. on my Instagram. God bless you. I'm that type of guy. <laughs> and I I got read for filth yeah. the next day from people being like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because I was on the dance floor. I was dancing I don't, around. I don't think...
2: Like, it's really, really important that we don't start a shaming thing because... You might remember a little virus called HIV, right? Um, We didn't even know. Like, I I got sent a really interesting PDF on um, how to have sex in a plague, and they didn't even know that it was HIV-causing AIDS. Mm, We thought it was CMV. We thought it was, was, you know, and there's a few correlations with this, with the exception that people get sick faster and Mm -hmm. everybody's getting sick. Mm, This is not an... This I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: it's not about shaming people, but I, but I mean, what I'm sort of talk, talking about in the, in the night that we had at, at Queer Deluxe, we were doing our usual greeting with all of our friends of, you know, oh, kiss look, on and the I'm and not, hug. I wasn't saying you were shaming, no, 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 what no, I am no.
2: saying is that we need to kind of get past that and we need to help educate mm-hmm. people in a way that's positive. Yeah, and, and but it's say. also about
4: self-training yourself just to greet, you know, gays are very yeah. affectionate Absolutely. people and we often will kiss our friends and hug our friends when did we you, say hello. Did
2: you see the video of of Prince Charles yes, trying to not so shake hands with people his no. entire job is shaking hands oh with God. people no. so there's this
4: adorable video Prince Charles at a film premiere yeah, he gets yeah. out of the. it's on the red carpet there's thousands of people standing around he gets out of the limousine and this guy goes to so the royal family have adopted the hands together and bow, oh, bow okay, off the cool. head yeah. and he gets out of the car goes to shake someone's hand and goes oh sorry 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 and then bows and then goes up to a queue of people and just keeps yeah, doing yeah. it every time he talks Gosh. to someone
2: new. <laughs> um, I think it's a bit of a weird like why would they do this kind of weird namaste kind of thing why yeah. they just Fucking Apparently, it's a bit of a thing yeah. in the UK. Is it? It, it, that's oh, sort of okay. become
4: the, sort of the trend. We're doing elbows, and I, I believe they're doing sort of the bounce. We should be doing yeah. knees. I tried yeah. doing we should be doing fucking nothing. So nothing. 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 It's, it's, no if you can
2: touch knees, you're too damn close together. <laughs> yeah. 1.5 to 2 metres. That's yeah. how far away we should be. Well, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of contact serious. on the
4: scene, I, I heard that when on Wellington was one of the first uh, saunas to adopt temperature testing people as they come in. Is that overreacting is that um, a good idea is it actually going to show it's, you whether or not someone's I, at risk okay,
2: mm-hmm. I, I, I made a video last week prompted by this because mm-hmm. there was a sauna in Sydney that was doing the same thing it's Not enough because 50% of the cases are being transmitted before a person has symptoms and the symptoms are a fever. 80% of people will get a fever, but Mm -hmm. that's too late. Mm -hmm. And it's a false sense of security. And if people are using that as as an advertising mechanism to say you are welcome to come in and you will be okay, you won't be. Mm. And that's not Mm. good community
4: service. Do you think it's them trying to do the best they can knowing that during the last epidemic that our community saw, they were very much the epicentre of the AIDS... the the early days of the AIDS crisis? I think so. Do you think it's them sort of going, look, we'll just do what we
2: can? Look, people are doing everything they can, and I Mm. don't want to... I'm not running these people down for Mm. doing it. Like, they're doing... Something that's useful. I want to know yeah. what happens if you do have a fever. Do you get redirected to a fever clinic? Yeah. I don't know because yeah. I made the decision that I'm not going to go to a sauna because yeah. it's yeah. too many people too close together. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, if you do, like, serial hookups on Grinder, mm-hmm. that's one person at a time, mm-hmm. right? But if you do a great afternoon at, or say, a Sunday afternoon a at... A successful eight.
0: afternoon. Yeah. No. Well, it
2: doesn't have to be successful. You only yeah. have to be in close contact for 15 minutes. Mm, mm. You only have to be in the same room for two hours. That's mm-hmm. all. A good 20 minutes to half an hour in mm. the steam room, wacko. You yeah. Know, yeah. Everybody in there has got an equal spin of the roulette wheel. Yeah. And this is going to sound alarming. And I don't mean to be that guy, but we do kind of need to be serious about this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I personally think that it's, it's near impossible to maintain social distancing, mm. At a sauna, yeah, yeah, and I'm not bagging anybody. I heard no, that no, no, one no. of the other one of the other um, sex on premise venues in Melbourne has since mm-hmm. closed their doors. Right, okay. Okay. I don't know what's happening to the other ones, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. I can certainly name one sauna that doesn't never has enough soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, like yeah. Soap, any soap would be great, yeah. but often I would go to the to the shower there and there's never any damn mm. soap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we look at each other and go, why is there Shigella everywhere? It's yes. because we're not washing our damn hands yeah. because we can't.
4: So more now, soap, people. Just to go back to people sort of seeking treatment in the community, mm. um, a, another factor I, I'm assuming is a lot of queer people continue to experience discrimination and mm. a, a bit of a lack of understanding from healthcare providers in in many settings, mm. you know, more so probably in rural areas than in in, in uh, city areas. Mm. How do you suggest this is overcome if a queer person is sort of debating whether to seek help?
2: Well, I think... In places like Melbourne, we have a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. You've got many gay-friendly doctors. And, you know, I always say, you know, ask a friend. Ask who they go and see. Um, that's a great place to start. We know that there are gay-friendly clinics there. On mm, You know, yeah. on the south of the area, we've got PMC. We've got the Centre Clinic. The Centre, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, this side of town. We've got um, Northside Clinic. We've got I'm in the City um, there's a lot of very good gay-friendly people, so you just—it's not hard to find. It's a Bit of them. research, yeah. Um, and failing that, you can always call your local HIV clinic or something like mm-hmm. that, and they'll be able to tell you which places are friendly or not. Sure. But to be honest, I'm—I'm I'm not sure whether, certainly from the GP's perspective of what we're looking at now, sexuality really isn't one of the things that we're. I'm more concerned about have you travelled Yeah, where have you travelled. I yeah. guess it's more
4: about just some people generally feel, uh, you know, a lot of trans Having people a, f- have, a, oh, have a issue with going to a GP because there's certain yeah. questions that are being asked. Yep. Do you feel generally for people that say are in, in smaller towns that still have a hospital? Mm. I know a lot of hospitals have set up COVID-19 screening areas mm. and that sort of thing. Mm. Do you feel like the stigma at hospitals is a lot lower than independent GPs, and maybe that, that they would be better going to one of those testing centers if they ca- do have access to a hospital?
2: If you think that you have COVID-19, you're feeling crook and you have a fever, you shouldn't be going to your GP anyway. Okay. You should be going to a mm. COVID testing center. To be honest, those people are working their asses off. They don't care whether you have sex with watermelons mm. or yeah. you know whatever falls from the sky. They don't care. They, they care that you're unwell mm. and we need to work out what what. Is going on. Mm, sure. yeah. So, yeah. I think at this point, we're all working and scrambling and worried and concerned. Uh, who you have sex with or, or what your particular gender presentation is, mm. for me currently, it's not quite as important as a few other things that we need to sort out before yeah. that. Um, a lot of my GP hero, heroes and uh, infectious disease heroes are uh, uh, heterosexual men. A lot of them are, are women who you know have kids and families and stuff, and they're doing really amazing stuff. So to, please don't. You don't have to see a gay man to get great quality care. You just have to find somebody that is caring and respectful. Mm. Yeah,
1: And now, Dr. George, given that we've just sort of seen numerous large gatherings take place over the course
2: of Mardi Gras... Hmm. Um, midsummer and... And midsummer gay and times gay and times and, and, sort of and... Chill out and, and, and everything, it. yeah. Okay, well, midsummer, that's more than 14 days ago. Um, Mardi Gras, more than 14 days ago. Okay. We've we just passed 14 yeah, yeah. days Really. Now. So, if, oh, wow. if you okay. got exposed to COVID-19 at Mardi Gras, you should know about it by now. Okay, we expect yeah. people to have symptoms by about five to seven days. But 14, that's why the isolation is 14 days. Because if you're going to have symptoms, you'll show it within 14 Mm -hmm. days. And let's face it, people coming in from everywhere, Mm -hmm. lots of Americans, Americans... I'm sorry, guys, but you're the new... You know how everybody was like, up against the Chinese? Yeah.
4: Well, I was actually going to ask you about no, this. Yeah. The- no.
2: Yeah. I-, I had an American lady come up to me on the Brisbane Mall last night, and I stepped back so fast. And yeah. she kept okay, on moving yeah. towards me, and I said, look, I just need you to stand over there. Yeah. 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 I'm a frontline worker, and I have to keep on working. Yeah. And yeah. no offense, but... um. And, and yeah. can you explain yeah. a little
4: bit why... You think America, I mean, I I sort of have a bit of an idea, but can you just explain why you think America is going to be a bit of a problem? It's a
2: problem because they delayed testing significantly. And there has to be a huge pool of it within America. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because we have all of these people coming from America. Who are infected. Mm. Like, and well, even
4: before Trump was talking about it, we had people in Australia testing positive who had travelled to America. Yeah, So it must have been a huge issue mm. before and they even admitted it was. And unfortunately,
2: it was led from the top with mm. people saying, well, this is a hoax. Trump himself yeah. said it was a hoax That's mm-hmm. it. developed by the thing. Now, I'm not... Turning this into a political show, but <laughs> oh, it's, that, don't worry, we've done that. <laughs> but that put people at risk. Yeah, and yeah, people are complacent, and it's only now, and that's what happened in Italy. Mm-hmm. Is that people were complacent? Mm. There's a video going around today that talked about people making videos to themselves ten days ago. Mm. Yeah, and they're saying, "Oh, a lot changed in ten days." Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, my practice of work has changed significantly mm. just even over the weekend. I made the decision mm. that all my PrEP patients, I want them to do the, all their kit themselves yeah, now. Yeah. If they're well and they're healthy, then I will send them out a kit so they can do it. Yeah. You know, it, It's for their greater good that they don't come in and get sick. Mm. Yeah. You so, mentioned so, earlier
4: about how the government's made it possible for you to help people at home rather than having to come into the surgery. Can you expand a little bit more on that?
2: Yeah, so what the government has done is that they've they've finally <laughs> allowed GPs to do heli- telehealth, which mm-hmm. means that we can do a telephone call, we can do a Skype call and talk to people. And be remunerated, right? Okay. Now, who is eligible for this? This is today is Monday, the... What day is it? Uh, 16? 16. Who knows what it'll be tomorrow. But yeah. if a person is currently isolated with COVID-19, I can talk to them over the phone and I will get a payment from the government. Mm. Okay. Um, if a person is in a high-risk group, so that's somebody with heart disease, somebody with lung disease... I did recently say that if you're HIV positive and you have a good CD4 count, Mm. you're not in a high-risk group, but I think for the purposes of Medicare, I I would consider that person a potentially high-risk because I don't know what their most recent CD4 would be, and that's what I'd be telling the government Mm -hmm. if they came to knock on my door. But if you've had a potential exposure and you're in in isolation, Mm -hmm. we can talk over the phone. Now, here's the other side of the coin. I fully expect that I will get infected. I yeah. will probably get infected because of the work that I do mm-hmm. and because that 50% of the people are, are sharing the virus and they don't have symptoms. So I'm not aware of what's going yeah. on. So it means that if your doctor becomes infected, they can be isolated at home and still do work over the phone. That's a okay. that really good point, actually. I didn't yeah. play like that. Yeah. And we have a lot of doctors who are living with cancer. A, a beautiful doctor that I work with has just, just gone through that journey yeah, I think it's important for her to be able to say, well, I'm not coming into work. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting my life at risk, but I am able to offer really good quality care at the best that I can. Mm. So a lot of doctors are putting together logistics to enable that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think it's important too that these telehealth Medicare items also apply to psychological services Yeah, mm. because we've talked a lot at the practice about how oftentimes the phys- your physical health takes a sort of precedent over your mental health. Mm. And we were talking at the pub mm. about how people still view their mental health as a sort of luxury item Mm. that you can sort of in a panic go like, well, I need to deal with my physical health. And Mm. we had a rash of cancellations today and, and had to explain to people, no, you can still have your session via uh, a telehealth service. Mm. And, and it's the exact same eligibility. If you're diagnosed, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're in self-isolation via advice from an allied health professional, or if you're at a, in a high risk group. So, I think it's like over 70 years old um torres Strait aboriginal torres Strait or aboriginal is heart, 50
2: lung, diabetes chronic disease yeah
0: pregnant or the mm-hmm. weird, the other yeah. one was if you have a child under 12 months as Ooh, well. Okay. well that's yeah. a good one fair, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah um that's also enables you to claim medicare rebates or i'll get mm-hmm. rebates on your medical services because I, I i think it's seen as such a physical thing but in my view, I think in a few months' time, we're going to really start seeing the mental impact that the pandemic has already a- happening. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm, yeah. I, I, as I walked out of the house today, I looked at my hands and I realized that I'm already scratching yeah. at one yeah. particular mm-hmm. part of my hand. And that's probably partially because I'm washing my hands more often. Yeah. But it's also because I'm anxious it's as
3: for well.
4: i sure, sorry. Really do you envisage going forth after after this COVID-19 epidemic do you envisage and do you hope that perhaps this is something that can hang around where you can continue to see patients in this way?
2: I would love to because I think we have to kind of move forward and I think telehealth is much more convenient for people. For me it's fantastic. Like I was sitting in my hotel. I was able to call patients on Saturday morning. I was able to call a patient this Mm -hmm. morning when the swab results came back through and I was able to give them a call and say hey look your swab came back negative so your family's not at risk Mm -hmm. and You know, Are you still unwell? Yes. Good. I want you to stay at home for the next 14 days. I was able to do that. I wasn't putting myself Mm. at risk. I wasn't putting them at risk. I wasn't making them get on public transport to come in and see me. I think this is a really good thing. Not everything can be done over the telephone. Mm -hmm. Not everything can be done via Skype. But as much as I can, I would... I am aiming to do. And do do you think that
4: that that's a likelihood that the government might look at how well this has worked during this time? This is going to be a
2: very expensive time for the government. Mm, And when it all comes to an end, God knows when, and it's not weeks, it'll be months. Yeah, that's it. When it finishes, then the government will want to be trimming back again because there'll be a lot of expenses that's going Mm. on.
1: So are we sort of waiting Mm. for a vaccine? Like, is that... Yeah, we're sort waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. do we generally know sort of no. how long? No, no idea. No, no idea. Ah. No. <laughs> Just, what, what was interesting is in new new yeah. t- <laughs> within
2: uh, within America, the, the the U.S. government was mm. making um, a desire to get the patent off at a German company, okay. and then only treat Americans. It's like, mm. what? girl, no, that's not how this works. No. This is not going to go down well, people. No, I did see a nice article that they, looks like they're, they found something interesting in Israel. Okay. So that that's kind of interesting as well. But a vaccine for general public availability isn't going to be something that we'll see for mm-hmm. about 18 months. Okay. you know that people get well with supportive yeah. treatment yeah. and isolation and just getting well but there are people who don't
4: so you you're very I, I assume that means you're very supportive of this isolation thing and shutting down ma- massive gatherings to yes. sort of yeah. lower this curve well,
2: you, we, why do we have to have these last bashes mm. yeah like yeah. stop mm. it like yep. everybody's going oh we waited till Monday because of Hillsong and that's probably true yeah. yeah but did we all have to go out and have a an orgy did we all yeah. have mm. to go out and have one last bash before mm. we get it no we should all no. like we kind of have to adult this one out yeah. and we do have to be somewhat I'm sorry if I'm sounding like the most grumpy no it's do s- it, you no. know what it's something that I'm un- hearing
4: everyone's saying everyone that has read properly and, and, and learned yeah. what this actually is I think would agree with you yeah. so with with you know potentially 18 months and you know who knows it could be even longer before a vaccine's readily available mm. there's been a lot of conversation about lowering the curve it's, a, yep. it's trending on Twitter and that sort of stuff yep. can you just sort of explain what that means and why it's important to do that while we wait for a So, so
2: the term is flattening the curve. Sorry, flattening the curve. curve. And what we're not, we understand that people are going to get infected, right? Mm. But we don't want them all getting infected at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, what we can do by social isolation, and that is really, really simple: lots and lots of hand washing. The minute your hand is moving towards your face. It should be washed or given an alcohol thing. And please, please, please don't use pure isopropyl alcohol on your hands. Mm -hmm. They'll get dry and they'll crack and then you'll be really sad. Mm -hmm. So what flattening the curve is really about is by isolating yourself, what we can do is we can reduce the amount of people who are being exposed to the virus. And as that number goes down, it means that there there isn't a vector for it to Mm -hmm. pass through. Mm -hmm. And so the less infections there are, it means that it, it means that we have more time to be able to do this. We have more time. We don't need to panic shop, right? Mm -hmm. We just need to be able to get through the next Mm -hmm. month. And the way that we do that is by not hugging, not kissing, not touching hands, not shaking hands, and staying home as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Really, we need to be using the mantra, do I need to leave the house today? Mm -hmm. And if it means that you are going to go bonkers, Then go for a walk. Go and walk with children in nature. Go, Tammy Brown, and walk with Maybe children at a distance yeah. oh, because In children danger. are less likely yeah. children have been doing alright haven't they <laughs> no children are equally as likely to get infected it's just that they don't get sick here's okay. what children do oh, though. What did that children w- kiss people, children yeah. give hugs children, children are, are cute and you want to touch them and yeah. they want to hold no. you I don't like they touching are children. little wonderful carriers of viruses yeah. Yeah. and children go to old people and give them kisses Yeah. yeah. children yeah. go to sick people and give them kisses because they don't understand the concept of that they right? those it's are the so people who are going to get infected. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It's... What time is it? It's 7.13. I have no idea whether they've closed the schools, schools. in the past little while. But... Yeah. And from a public health perspective, it doesn't necessarily make sense to close the schools. But mm-hmm. if you... If your mother has cancer, then I would seriously say, does little Johnny need to go yeah. to school or could they do mm. some online learning or something yeah. like that? Do you, but do you
0: think th- we should be waiting for you know, the government to tell us to self-isolate or to shut down these sort of things. Or should We don't we be need taking the government proactive? to tell us to be
2: responsible. Mm-hmm. We can yeah. do it ourselves. So, yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. The the other part of the, the... From what I understand, the flattening of the curve
4: is about the load on the hospitals as well, isn't it? So, exactly. it means that we can treat... Whilst the same amount of people might end up becoming quite ill, yeah. if it's spread out over a longer period of yeah. time, it means that we can help them because we won't be overwhelmed.
2: A, a really good thing that I saw today was... You know how there's the toilet paper issue? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine if it was ventilators in oh an ICU. God. I yes. have six of those. <laughs> uh, or a bed in a hospital. Yeah. yeah. We currently are going to, we're at, we're on the tipping point of mm-hmm. having a toilet paper crisis of beds in hospitals yeah, yeah. and if we don't slow this down that's going to be the problem is we're going to be Italy mm-hmm. where we're having to decide whether or not we let a person live yeah yeah mm. we're not sure about immunity mm-hmm. we are seeing people who have been tested positive then tested negative and then tested positive mm-hmm. again so we can't really guarantee mm. immunity or herd immunity hello uk but I think the point of the matter is that the social isolation really means that there's less and less and less virus in the pool. If we look at U equals U, like currently in Melbourne, we've already made our 90-90-90 targets, which mm. means that there's not in there really isn't much HIV virus around to allow infections to happen, mm. and it's going to be the same. We need to consider like consider isolation as U equals U mm-hmm. and un- being undetectable, and staying at home is your treatment your treatment is staying at home and that's your prep your prep for covid is to stay at home to socially isolate to wash your hands Mm. So
4: to use a, a Luke term uh, I've gone all Nancy Drew And uh, <laughs> last Friday I thought it was very interesting So the, the state leaders were meeting with the Prime Minister For this big meeting Now Daniel mm. Andrews had already hinted at the fact That he thought that we should be shutting down public yeah. events And that was something that they were going to be discussing on the day So then 10 minutes before this meeting started He did a press conference saying that he'd cancelled all audiences Sorry, all audiences, that's such a theatre term <laughs> Spectators at the Formula One Which I think yeah. I feel really for everyone else in that meeting to acknowledge that they have to cancel stuff and then they made the announcement of mm. anything 500 and less. But it does feel like a lot of uh, some states and mm. definitely the federal government have been dragging their heels in cancelling uh, mm. major events. Yeah. And and a lot of people, a lot of the experts are saying that this limit of 500 people is not enough. Um, some are, are saying it, we, it, we should be shutting bars and, and, and uh, restaurants like uh, California and New York have just done, a lot of other countries have done it. Why is the government dragging their heels and do you think they should be doing more or are, I, I, or are they sort of towing the line pretty well?
2: I think it's a careful balancing game. We don't want people panicking. We've yeah. already seen people panicking. We, you know, I went shopping today and I saw people who were panicked and grabbing anything. Mm-hmm. I grabbed the most palatable stuff that I could find in there and I felt kind of bad that I, that I took, you know, an extra can of yeah. beans, but mm. I I have medical needs and I need to eat food and I will get isolated. Fourteen days, and I live at home by myself. Mm. So, and I cannot guarantee that Uber Eats will be delivering when I get isolated. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's terrible news. <laughs> that's I'm really terrible. that's a genuine concern <laughs> for me because, yeah, yeah, like, at actual- least eighty percent of my nutrition comes from Uber Eats. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, if we close Look, restaurants, it's, it's an then that's re- r- another thing. It's well, a really
4: interesting a point. Way. I have a friend that works quite high up at an Uber, and I've been quite impressed actually with with the messaging and, and stuff that they've introduced of, of of having stuff that's being able to be dropped off at your door and that sort of thing. Mm. But at the end of the day a lot of the restaurants a lot of the local restaurants get their stuff from supermarkets and a lot of them yeah. are already having to take a lot of stuff off their menu and there are people that are already you know elderly yeah. people and that sort of stuff that are more susceptible that are relying on on those delivery services so you, it actually is, it I sounds hope- funny but it's serious
2: we've had mm. a peak and i hope that this flattens out like sucked into all of those assholes who bought a Excessive amounts of toilet paper yeah, who can't return it. That it. that is kind of a nice Schadenfreude. However, mm-hmm. it's not really fair because other no. people need that toilet paper, and mm-hmm. we saw that with people who are hoarding masks, people who are hoarding yeah. um, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizers, um, well. and that's really really yeah. unfair because those are a very valuable resource. Yeah, mm.
1: like we we sell a lot of sanitary products at my work only in recent times, but like Mm. we were trying to find somewhere to buy it from. Mm. And literally like one of the girls checked on eBay and then we're selling our exact same product that we sell for $30 Mm. for $1,000 each. Which I was just like,
2: this is ridiculous.
1: Like There's gouging happening throughout. Like like,
2: everywhere. I I saw in my feed today that, like literally as I was mm. waiting to speak is that they were selling toilet paper for like $3 a roll yeah. in places in Northcote and yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know there's gouging going on and I do hope the government steps in and says look this is yeah. not acceptable mm. this yeah. is not good behaviour
3: I, I don't
4: know if i sorry this is such a side note but do you know what my brother does for a living what? he uh, he's in the army no, no, <laughs> definitely not. He uh, no. makes hand sanitizer. He works mm. at that factory at, I think, it's Seaford. And I had dinner with the family the other day and was sort of laughing that I work in, in a theatre that's cancelled all of our shows. So I, yeah. I'll be working very hard for the next month cancelling everyone's mm-hmm. tickets. My dad manages a pharmaceutical plant, so he's gone into overdrive working oh, wow. 24 hours. Mum's a nurse, so she's working every fucking hour of the day. And my brother <sighs> makes hand sanitizer, so, so he's he also, also working. They've yeah, literally wow. gone into 24-hour production. Wow. They're all doing seven days a week now the, there's
2: a couple shifts. of recipes going around for DYI hand sanitizer yeah. and you know it snaps to these people for, for for being that but it's a little bit if you can get the real thing please get the mm-hmm, real thing yeah. because mm-hmm. we need that 60 to 70% isopropyl alcohol some of us
0: behind the counter too I learned there's a little RGA where I buy my cigarettes mm. and there's none on the shelf, but I went and asked. Mm. Yeah. Like if you've got a mom and pop store sort of near you and you mm. go and ask, do you have hand sanitizer? They're limiting it mm. like one. They had like yeah. two per person, They've got it hidden. so they had yeah. it hidden. Yeah. But also when I went to buy toilet paper because mm. JB's staying with me and he shits like four times a day <laughs> <laughs> and there were people there, that there, there was this this lady, these two mm-hmm. ladies, in fact, and they were like What else could Like They were trying to figure out What they could MacGyver To, to wipe their butts with And they were Honestly being like Do you know what, I could though? buy this
2: Like yeah. cat when, paper thing When in doubt Look to the gays mm, Yeah right? I've just started Not p- this gay May p- p- <laughs> I proudly say On international radio yeah. um, I've just started Exploring bottoming mm. And I oh, so, yeah. so have I Daily <laughs> Metamucil Makes for the Queenest Cleanest oh, white queen my So no, you said it so,
4: right The my first time God. <laughs> When I started taking Metamucil, a friend of mine said, oh, you're moving into a paperless office because you literally just, you wipe, there's it nothing on there. Out yeah, yeah. It just comes out it's a little yep.
3: wipe
1: and oh my God. So, yeah. I love that. I'm going to go suck up with some Metamucil. There is though. no <laughs> harm in having a good fibre. Okay. So, we'd love to get into some quick fire sort of basic questions. Um, so, first off, I'm going to fire off with, um, should couples that don't live
4: together
2: quarantine together or separately? If they do not live together, they mm. should quarantine separately. Okay.
4: What if they were to just spend the whole quarantine together then instead of going back to their house? If
2: they're both sick, then the quarantine time starts at whoever was last diagnosed. Okay. Okay. But if one is well and the other one is sick and they're in the same house, they should try and separate okay, as much right. as possible. Okay. Sh- communal areas should be cleaned on a very regular basis. Okay. Hmm. Um, and
1: face masks, do Australians need them? No. Some
2: Australians need them. Okay. Doctors need them. Nurses need mm-hmm. them. Healthcare workers need them. Yeah. People who are a little bit worried, who have no uh-huh. symptoms, will do not need them.
1: Would you say people in like the beauty and hair industry should be using them as well? Or retail workers?
2: No. no. They should okay. be social distancing. Okay. They should be training people. Like the ice cream store that I went to mm. last night, they were very good. Everybody stood back. Yeah. And when you went to tap, they had the machine there ready to be tapped well within okay. your reach and out of theirs. Yeah. But a hairdresser? That's a bloody hard gig. I'm sorry, yeah. but the, We're that's literally not turning an around gig. saying
1: If you have any symptoms of sickness, if you've been overseas, do not come in
2: whatsoever. Do you know what you should be doing? I yeah. would be temperature checking everybody. And I know that yeah. we just had that conversation. But mm. one thing that's worked really, really well in Taiwan, in Singapore, in Taipei is temperature, temperature, temperature. Okay. Everywhere you go, you get your temperature checked. Anally? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Our rectal <laughs> thermometry is so last week.
0: Is there um, a ta- time... Uh, sorry, I just want to clarify. How much time there there do you think s- they've got? Th- is there a... <laughs> Is there a specific face mask that people should be getting? You know, when the bushfires, they were like, you need a... a- bushfires is one of the reasons that we don't have face masks. Because yeah. all yeah. the N95s got taken up. And everyone was like, you need to get that type. And yeah. I wore a face mask because I no. like yeah. so pattern. And they be- said, that's useless.
2: No. So, if you have symptoms, you should put a paper face mask on. And that's merely designed to stop you from spreading droplets okay. around. If you are considering putting on a... F- paper face mask because you have symptoms then you should be at home Mm -hmm. Mm. you should not be going out and about just wearing a face mask do you need a p2 or an n95 no that Mm -hmm. is really needs to be squirreled away for people who are doing the swabs for people who are doing the medical procedures because they're the ones that who will be protected the most but if you are if you have had recent travel or had contact with a person with covid19 and You have a fever or respiratory symptoms such as a sore throat, a cough, and it's usually a dry cough Mm -hmm. or a little bit of myalgia or or headache or anything like that. But the key points here is fever and cough are the main symptoms that we are seeing. So if you've got a a logical history, i.e. you've recently traveled within 14 days or you've been in contact with somebody who is a, a recognized case, and you have those symptoms and a fever, then go to a fever clinic and get tested. Mm. Should orgies be avoided? Yes. Great.
0: (laughs) Should we be stockpiling our, our medication?
2: You should have a month's worth of medication on board. No sh- okay. Already? A yeah, you should have a month's worth of stock. That is the current recommendations. And if you can get two weeks worth of food in your house, if you were to be forced mm-hmm. into isolation.
4: <sighs> and when you talk about medications, are you talking about prescription medications? Or should people also have Panadol and ibuprofen for a month's worth, for example?
2: Um, It probably wouldn't hurt to have them like a couple of packets of panadol. Okay. Interesting data is coming out that ibuprofen may l- lead to a worse outcome, so you might be better off with uh-huh. paracetamol rather than ibuprofen. Okay. Which is okay. like
0: nurofen, is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: like nurofen, nurofen. Um, may or may not be mm-hmm. as good as we thought it was. So paracetamol, we know it doesn't uh, seem to cause a blip. Okay. Should we still go to the GP if we have other issues or should we just try to avoid Look, we are a very fidgety race at this point. Mm -hmm. So expect to answer questions, expect to jump through some hoops if you're going to see your GP, but we are open for business and we're keen to see people as much as we can. But phone ahead, phone ahead, Mm -hmm. because again, with the flattening of the curve, we need to be flattening out the resource curve Mm -hmm. as well. And GPs, if we start getting knocked off, we're going to be a limited supply just as masks mm. are just as everything else is well thank you so much for coming in this evening thank hey, Dr. George. George. you George normally
4: it's a bit more of a light hearted conversation I know, I'm sorry if I sound so true no, no, but no, no at all. I think it's really good to hear it from now, the horse's mouth now no offence if <laughs> I
2: get isolated I'm going to be doing a shh shitload of knitting I think and watching say. YouTube. No. What are you going to be? What are you guys um, going to be doing? I'm
1: going to get into my playing my Switch because I've avoided that for the last month. So. Yeah.
4: Well, our, uh, our, our, pod, our fellow podcast host, uh, Kyle, is just about to come back from South Africa. So he's definitely isolated. going to South Africa. Yeah. I've um, just had... Months and months worth of gigs in my busiest time mm. cancelled So uh, I've decided that I'm going to spend that time uh, Writing a web series that I've meant to write For, for the last three years so oh, I I Are you going to start an
2: OnlyFans? Or is that you? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> look, if, make if, make I was, if people home. wanted to pay
2: money to look at my body I would totally start an OnlyFans Is, is, it, is it safe to be masturbating with Dettol? No, that'd hurt <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> very okay. would, but if, no. but but like if that it's that your kink, is it safe? No, no, don't waste the debt.
3: <laughs> no, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <Why>? Wow, <laughs> that's in my hands. <laughs>
0: DT's Hotel is a local queer pub, and um, today we're joined by their manager, Anthony Spina. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.
4: It's hey a different Anthony. Different also context. one of my bosses, technically, because I do host trivia at DT's. Once a week.
0: <laughs> I
4: think we've all seen you in a I'm very different I'm excited to find out during atmosphere. this interview if I still have a job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Firstly, for those who haven't experienced a night at
6: DT's Hotel, um, can you tell our audience about the history of the iconic
1: queer
4: pub?
6: Wow. First, thanks for inviting me onto the podcast. Um, I have to admit, I am a fan, <laughs> so
3: thank
6: you. <laughs> um, it is really sweet when I go <laughs> into to do trivia, it's like, oh, I
4: loved the episode last week.
6: It's <laughs> <are> pretty good. <laughs> um, a bit of history about the pub. Uh, DT's hotel is celebrating 25 years this May. Um, the pub began in 1995, an idea by Dale and Chules. The D and the T and DTS.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, That's where it comes yeah. from. Everyone
6: asks, "Why is it called DT? I thought yeah. it was double yeah. trouble. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, <laughs>
4: Someone once told me, "No, it's called. It's for dicks and tits."
3: <laughs> D-
6: yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to work at the Greyhound, and uh, people used to say, call it um, either Glory Hole or um, Gay Headquarters. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. Um, and. Uh, the community events is one thing that I love a lot about
4: DTs obviously I, I work there on Thursday nights but I go to a lot of the fundraisers you've had I mean Bruce McKenzie who we've talked about a lot on the podcast was mm. um, the wonderful bartender and was for a while the manager there passed away sadly last year mm. but Organised a lot of those events over the years. Um, the Seahorse Club, which is mm. for for trans people who who ident- come to identify as trans later in life, um, was something he ran out of the cost of his own pocket. You know, putting on food Definitely. and snacks and things in the back in the back room so that they could you know come and meet and, and have a safe space to meet. Um, things like the Midsummer uh, Bake Off, which is a huge fixture on the team yeah. on the uh, thing. You guys do fundraisers for you know when a member of the community passes away. That there's fundraisers for funerals and and uh, all sorts of things so this must be a bit of a worrying as a such a you know a a staple of the community this must be a really worrying time for you uh what conversations with you and your staff uh, including many of melbourne's iconic drag queens what kind of conversations you've been having in the last few days
6: Um, Well, yes, thanks for the the nice praise. (laughs) Um, DT's has, um, as a whole has raised thousands of dollars over the years for various organisations, including Pride March. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, yes, including Pride March, which of course um, course, uh, bake off and that's where the proceeds go Mm -hmm. and Bruce McKenzie did start that out of his own pocket. Mm. Um, As we're constantly in the planning of upcoming events as the year moves along, the current situation is is concerning. I'm about to have a meeting uh, with Vic Bares to plan an event in June. Um, and, and as it's changing hourly, like, we're not sure where that meeting's is going to go and yeah. if that event yeah. will go ahead. But, of course, we're always planning to hopefully do it.
4: Yeah. That's another big <clears throat> one that you guys look after is the, the queer sporting sector, which a lot mm. is often looked past. We, yeah. We've talked about – we've admitted ourselves we've not talked about – sports players. <laughs> <laughs> we've not talked about queer sports a lot <clears> – <throat> enough on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But no. you guys do a lot of stuff with a lot of the, the queer sporting A lot. Right?
6: And I've learned a lot in the last two years of being at DTs. I mean, I didn't know that there were so many sporting mm. – gay sporting um, – Groups. Teams, 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 yeah. So, I've learned a lot as well. <clears throat> the conversations with staff have been around making sure everyone is well-informed. Um, our drag entertainers um, are currently ex- uh, finding it really difficult as well because they're trying to uplift everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw during the height of the AIDS epidemic, um, yeah. drag queens were there to, to help people. They were out of the bars into the streets, and yeah. And to support during such a dire time. So, um, once again, we're seeing drag queens doing the same thing, trying to make light of the situation, yeah. but, of course, making sure that people are still informed um, and looking after themselves mm. and, as a whole. So, yeah. drag queens, they're really important, and, and that's why they're finding that really tough at the moment. Yeah, They've been I- doing so many toilet paper numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, let, let, I'm going to cut
4: down to the bare facts of this specific um, virus. It does affect older people. Uh, we've had Miss yeah. Candy on the show here. Mm. A, a lot of the, of the drag performers at your venue are from an older generation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They Um, are. Are you sort of, you know, giving them sort of tips and and making sure that they're sort of self-distancing from punters and that sort of thing?
6: We are, and just um, today we had a meeting about that actually, because obviously some of our drag queens are older. Miss um, Kenny turned sixty-six on Saturday. Yeah, Which um, you had that wonderful party. <laughs> had a wonderful for her, party yeah. and beautiful cake. Um, <laughs> so um, today we've decided that um, one microphone per drag queen. Yeah, um, that's what they'll have, so they won't have to share microphones. Um, we we're also distancing um, the drag queens from having photos with people. So yeah, okay, recently yeah. we've had um, a media wall where the drag queens can have photos with the punters. Um, we're taking that back now. Mm. Yeah, just uh, just a, as a precaution yeah, until further. Yeah. Which is which is a sensible thing to do. It's interesting
0: because we've just had. Dr. George on our show who mm. is a big advocate for social distancing at the moment mm-hmm. and I've seen the crowds thin at the last few gay nights that I've been to. It's hard to find that balance of supporting our friends in the community that mm. work in, in the industry, are mm. the queens that depend on it for, for their livelihood. Um, have, have you seen these measures having an impact on the people you work with, the venue?
6: Being at arm's length and, and whatnot. Well, our staff um, are, are taking precautions, obviously. So our staff treat our punters like family, so it's mm-hmm. not unusual for our staff to know them quite well and hug them when they see them. Um, we asked, we have asked the staff to stop um, hugging the patrons yeah. now. That's a precaution that we've taken on, on our staff. From the punters' point of view, it's such a family vibe at DTs, so it's really hard um, for them not to hug each other. <laughs> yeah, we are tr- we are putting warnings up in the venue as well. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, um, we will see um, some of these punters still embrace each other, yeah. Um mm-hmm. and that's just a fact of DTs on- at yeah. this stage. Um, and we we are encouraging to follow guidelines um, that are out there. Yeah, Um and some people over the weekend have stepped back from each other a little bit. Mm. They are monitoring themselves a bit better in that respect, but. Some people just really still like to embrace each other. Do you course, think it's yeah.
0: possible? Like, do you think it's possible to maintain a social life outside of home whilst following? Like, because yeah. I've been read for filth a lot <laughs> online for going out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've, yeah, I've been told I'm irresponsible mm-hmm. uh, and that I'm. I think that's uh, the wrong message at
6: the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. at this stage, at this stage it, yeah. it could get
4: worse, and that might be the case. But I think. Yeah. It, from
6: from the advice that I've been reading um, from the government it's not about um, disrupting your day-to-day life so much yet just making sure you're having those precautions in place having your sanitizer making sure you're washing your hands maybe limiting your contact with people as such Mm. but not Disrupting yeah. going out. We've been talking yeah. about
4: my trivia night at DT's where yeah. we, normally we have, you know, everyone quite tightly packed in on the cabaret tables in, in yeah, the front yeah. room about spreading those tables out, using opening up the mm-hmm. back room and using the TV so that people can still see what's happening on stage, but making sure that everyone's sort of, each table at least, is a yeah. good distance from another table and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, in the last few days, we've really seen the spread of the virus accelerate in the US. Um, And we've seen a number of queer nightlife venues in California being ordered to shut down non-essential gatherings for over 100 people. We also just saw today New York has just announced that they're doing the same thing, which is, you know, that that is New York. It is bars and cafes and that sort of thing. Only gatherings of 500 people have been banned in Australia so far. So, are you guys preparing for a temporary shutdown? Like, uh, have you sort of put some
6: stuff in place for if it does get that far? Uh, well, hopefully we don't get to that stage here in Australia, mm, of course. Yeah. Um, the talks that we have had in planning for this pandemic are involving hour-to-hour advice from the government. Yeah. So it's currently, it's always evolving at the moment, mm, yeah. <clears throat> which is really hard to keep up with, of course, but we are. So if we had to close, we would look at doing some maintenance and hopefully it wouldn't go on for so long. Yeah. Obviously, renovating and maintenance does cost, So, and we're not getting an influx of cash anymore. Yeah, um, yeah the hardest part about this is we just don't know where we're headed. <clears throat> As a country, I guess, um, let alone just a small business. Are you in liaison with sort
1: of other venues around you other queer venues about what they're doing?
6: Um, Yeah, we have been closely monitoring the response of other venues, um, especially in Melbourne and around the country. Mm. We have a really close relationship with Wet On Wellington and the Peel Hotel. So we've been talking to them and keeping informed of what they're doing, their current policies, so we can have um, an approach... That we're all taking together so it's okay, just yeah, one a goal unified a unified front. basically yeah, yeah. 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 so sim- so people are seeing similar policies at mm. each venue as well and it's not getting too confusing for people yes, yeah.
0: Mm. yeah yeah what about
6: strike bowling bar is that they would
0: <laughs> <kind of thing? laughs> <laughs> be stung because you rent the, the shoes yeah shoes and you your bowling. Fingers bowling. In the a lot of holes, a lot of so holes. The i mean the i holes. have put some
4: <laughs> fingers in some holes at dt's as well but different kind of thing yeah
6: no look, one's thinking about the bowling bar. <laughs> no. I'm, look, I know Weddell Wellington has taken the precaution of um, measuring people's temperatures. Yeah, as we were they just talking in. about that with Dr. George. Yeah. Um, mm. Obviously, we're not at that stage yet yes, as, as yeah. a pub venue. Mm, um, mm. Hopefully, no one's getting that close to people that they are at Weddell Wellington yeah. <laughs> at yeah. Oh, I've seen some
0: things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this one mainly. Uh, a lot of the personal experiences that I'm reading online have been from my drag queen friends or, you know, comedians. I think something people don't reflect on much as well is the people sort of front of house and the administrative stuff that are affected by things like venue shutdowns. Mm. Are you able to give us a bit of insight as for someone who's more behind the scenes of a queer venue that provides us with, you know, our weekly escape and Mm -hmm. our entertainment, how something like a venue shutting down would affect you personally?
6: It is, it's a good question. Um, I am Thank fortunate to, to have full-time employment at the moment, of course. Um, so however it does play on your mind. So yeah. uh, for me personally, I have savings. So for me personally, yeah. it actually probably wouldn't affect me too much. But I'm very conscious of the other people in our community who do work in the arts. And yeah. we've seen the closure of the Melbourne Comedy Festival, the Melbourne Queer mm. Film Festival. Yeah. And obviously they're living uh, in a different environment where they don't have the security of full-time work. And they're um, they're probably feeling it a lot more than I am already. So, yeah, for me personally, I'm very privileged, I guess, and lucky in that sense that it probably won't affect me too much. Mm. But a closure of work is never good, and yeah. the longer it's closed, the more uncertain your job is going to be. But there, when you get yeah. when it comes back, yeah. so there's also like bar staff that are casual employees. Yeah. Bar staff, when, are
3: casual. Yeah.
0: When I was out the other night, I was talking to the bouncers because they were trying to eject me from the venue, but <laughs> they were saying, Hey, I was meant to do a shift here last night, but not enough
6: people rocked up. Yeah. So I just lost my shift. Well, totally. And, um, uh, and yeah. as a, as a small business, it, it's not viable for us to be able to afford to pay people when you've got Rents that are in the tens yeah. of thousands, uh, and that's just rent, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and that's where the government, I think, needs to step in a bit more in that I agree. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in saying that, do you think that we're sort of
1: at risk in losing smaller queer businesses throughout Melbourne?
6: Uh, we already know we've lost a lot of small queer businesses over the last uh, 5, 10, um, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Our pubs and our clubs and our queer spaces are finding it harder and harder to keep patron levels up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As we all champion for equality, which is an amazing thing, queer spaces are less and less um, somewhere they need to be, yeah.
3: um, mm-hmm.
6: which is just a fact of uh, running a queer business, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our younger queer audiences um, should be learning, need to learn more about our queer history. Um, yeah. And the best way to do that is through um, coming to our queer, queer venues, yeah. talking to some of the older queer members of our community and, and learning why RuPaul's Drag Race is so uh, big on yeah. national television, yeah. whereas... 10 years ago, maybe, well, it wasn't 10 years ago, but say 20 years ago, that's just something that would never have happened, mm, especially yeah. under the Bush administration. Yeah. yeah. Mm, mm. You have some um, regulars that, that are
4: really part of the family and, and, mm. and a lot of them don't really have either a logical or a biological family outside of the venue. Mm. Do you sort of worry about what they would do if there was a lockdown? I mean, you know, I'm thinking about people like Jill and some of our other wonderful regulars. Yeah. Do you worry about
6: that? Um, I worry about... A lack of contact. Um, lucky for us, we live in a time of social media mm-hmm. um, so people can still uh, reach out. Mm. And I think that's really important. Um, if you're not seeing someone out, maybe think hang on a second i'll send them a message give them a phone call yeah it's uh we do have that those avenues and sometimes that's all people need is to know that they're being thought of
3: mm, I think. Yeah. Um, because
4: a lot of you know people over 60 and especially those with chronic medical conditions uh, and those with weakened immune systems are a particular risk if they contract the virus do you feel like that is a large portion of the, like, obviously some of our family members have it but also just the general dt's demographic do you think that sort of covers that
6: um, well, in the last two years, um, we've seen a change in patronage as well. We, of course, we have our, el- um, our core elder group as well. We are seeing a lot more of the younger ones come through, especially on our trivia nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which I- is a very good trivia <laughs> night, I might mention. Yes. A wonderful it's, it's, trivia it's night. It's lovely. I hear the host are right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't stay very long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, His shift finishes halfway through my show. Don't. <laughs> There's shade <laughs> up in is... <laughs> here. Um, yeah, so and karaoke, which um, I co-host along with the owner. Yeah. So um, we're getting uh, quite a lot of younger people come through, but um, we do have once a month a um, an event called Broadside, which is, which host- is amazing. It yeah. is amazing, and it's hosted by Doug Lucas. And for those who don't know who Doug Lucas is, um, he's a drag queen, an older drag queen. He's turning seventy this month, amazingly. still performing amazingly in a chair, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's amazing, and uh, he's been around since the seventies. He yeah. did Pokies in St Kilda. Yeah. Um, and I encourage our younger people to come and see a pokey sh- uh, see a sorry, a broadside show um, and learn some of our history because Doug mm. does talk about that and reminds people of the hardships that they've been through yeah. and how far we've come as well.
4: And also just seeing a queen that has been working on the microphone for 50 years host yeah. a show, no matter how physically, mm. you know, they might have to sit in a chair, but they are sharp, sharp on that microphone. That yeah. It is amazing.
6: Yeah. yeah, she is very good. Yeah, And as I mentioned before, the situations are changing a lot and yeah. we'll keep you updated about... Events such as broadside, cause as as I was saying, it is an elder crowd. Yeah. As it goes, uh, we'll know if these events are going to continue. For yeah. now, but at the moment, mm. they're still happening. Mm. So, what sort of precautions has your venue taken? Um, well, we've installed hand sanitizer units behind the bar, so that mm. way the staff have more access to hand sanitizer, and that way the patrons can see them using yeah. it. It's mainly so the patrons can see that yeah. they're being used as well. Yeah. Um, we've also installed a hand sanitizer for the patrons. Um, we're increasing our stock supply of um, bottled beer. So that, that that's an option for people. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah,
4: good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry, so why are you doing the bottled beer?
6: Just so people that don't want to touch um, glasses or have mm. a bit oh, okay. Of, yeah. In saying that, um, all our glasses are sanitized. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, for the last year and a half, we have gone strawless. Yeah. Uh, we are bringing straws back for the foreseeable future. Okay. Um, just so that's another option for people as well. Um, our surface sprays contain disinfectant, which they always have. Yeah. Um, we mop the floor intensely twice a day. Yeah. Um, And we also have glass for the staff, Um, which is another thing that's just come out today. The meeting I had um, with the owner is we're going to encourage pay pass. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, mobile pay pass. Yeah. So um, no no, cash. No no cash. No cards. Yeah. Touching anyone. Yeah, very good idea. Oh, okay. And we're going to we're taking away our um, F-plus minimum so that more people can use the.
3: That's a good idea as well. well. Yeah.
6: And so that's great. The steps you guys are taking. What do you hope to see from the punters at the venue? What we like to he- see from the punches of the venue is just common sense, really, mm-hmm. um, adhering to the advice from the government. Uh, making sure that if they're feeling sick, please mm-hmm. do stay at home. Don't attend the venue mm-hmm. um, if you are feeling sick. At least, uh, and make sure you're washing your hands. Don't put gum under the seats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and respect each other's personal space. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, it's just common sense stuff, really. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hate
0: to see punch-ons about this one meter thing. You know, yeah. Bend, yeah. Like, yeah. You need to step back. Back it yeah. up. Yeah. You know, like. Common sense is a hard thing mm. for people I'm to I'm actually, get like, as we talk,
4: I'm mm. going through my brain. Because, you know, last Thursday when we did trivia, it was packed. And, mm. and we, mm. this conversation wasn't as big as a thing. No. This Thursday when we do trivia, there's a lot of things in the night. Like, when I get everyone up to show their colouring in pictures, I have 20 people standing on the stage at the mm. same time. Yeah. We're going to have to really think about little things like that to sort yes. of make sure people have the space that they need to Well yeah. speaking
6: of that, um Thomas does a thing called Joke of the Week. Of course, yeah. Um so Oh the microphone We're not gonna I'm let them do mi- joke of the week over the microphone. They'll yeah. just have to yell it out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, Fair. yeah, good um, idea. So that's it's small it's really small things and they all up. But out. it is practical and, and,
4: and yeah. good things that you're th- I I do not even thought about. It, so the fact that you guys have already thought about that is fantastic.
6: Yeah. I know this podcast is going out tomorrow maybe. Yes. Um we are looking at stopping karaoke. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, of course For now yeah. um, That's pa- not Because of the Public knowledge yet yeah. but For uh, everybody For everyone in the state No karaoke <laughs> 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 That's big <laughs> <laughs> You'll just leak that uh, all Shame shot. We'll yeah, think yeah. of something Camped on a Wednesday Yeah we karaoke We're yeah. thinking of just doing um, re- Requests so. What about li- yeah. a no night? That. Oh yeah, lip sync. Oh, so so people can get up and fun. do a lip sync yeah. to whatever number they want. That could be fun. Yeah, like yeah. what they do at those. Yeah, like lip sync for your beard Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to call fun. it a different name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bring your own microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and
6: plug it in.
3: It,
0: it, you keep talking about patrons. Uh, we got a little Patreon to support us is, is there any way our community can support queer venues and the bar if, if if you know they can't attend uh, we can work from home at, at, at the practice we can mm-hmm. go online but y- y'all can't do that really no. you know it w- you've got an only fans
6: or something for details
3: something? <laughs> yeah. I just was, candy you know just doing yeah. dirty stuff. I
6: was joking with my housemates about being on the phone trying to tell someone how to pour a beer <laughs> <laughs> and then Skype trying to obsession. convince them to um, put money in the till while they did it uh, but no, in all seriousness, things like that, we're just trying to get people that are uncomfortable with crowds maybe to come in on our quieter times. Mm-hmm. So earlier, um, that way they're still supporting us and they're still um, spending the money yeah. Um, yeah. to keep it. going. Your new
4: Monday nights are quite a chill night. Yeah, yeah. and
6: Mondays have just opened up again um, and it's, it's cheap drinks all night and it's, uh, it's a relaxed vibe. So yeah. th- that's what we're thinking. Um, we've also uh, started Uber Eats Last year, um, we sell alcohol on Uber Eats. Mm. So, if you can't get down to the venue and you still want to support us, which we would love, love um, get onto Uber Eats and you can get some alcohol from us us that way. It's actually a really fantastic, and you guys are lucky because
4: you're an older venue and you have a uh, bottle shop license, is that correct? correct, Mm -hmm. Which means you're able to sell alcohol. Well, you're able to sell, can sell off-premises, it off-premises premises and yeah. we can
6: sell yeah. it between the hours of um, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And I think not- it's a really oh. great way for
4: people in the area to be able to support the bar because yeah. as more and more people are – deciding not to go out and possibly self-quarantining. Mm. We also want to fucking drink while we watch yeah, Netflix. Yeah, you I know. was thinking about that
1: like today. Yeah, I, like, I, I think you want to drink, drink a more. Yeah, mind. absolutely. <laughs> a so I think it's a,
4: if anyone is living in sort of the Richmond area and you and you do need a bit of a drink, jump on mm. Uber Eats and look for DTs because yeah. it's a really yes. great way to continue supporting you guys. It's a mutual it. thing. They're not just giving away cash for nothing. They're going to get their drinks. Mm. Um, and it, and it's they're quite well priced too. That, yeah, they are. And it's ensuring that you guys are still getting a bit of income. Definitely. So that And that's something you would be able to do even if the bar was shut down to the pub. Like, correct?
6: If we shut down to the public, um, like I said earlier, we'd, we'd look at doing maintenance in that period and we would have our bottle shop through yeah. Uber Eats running from 7 a.m. At the moment, we only run it when we're actually open. Yeah. Okay, so it runs yeah. from 5 to 11, but if something like that did happen, yeah, we'd run from 7 a.m. right through to 11 p.m. Amazing. So you can get your alcohol from us that way. Yeah, you, which is do a great you think idea. This
0: is a good opportunity for the introverted gay people to take over the venue. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's social. You know, if you're saying yeah. it's going to be quieter, we yeah. get one meter distance from every. Like, that sounds like. That's a treat
4: Yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see that um, Image that went viral today And it was uh, This guy in Italy And he's got Mm. this Like big disc Oh my god It's like a two (laughs) metre Circumference disc Hanging around him So that no one can come Near him in public Italy's going off I want to see Miss Candy Wearing that On (laughs) Saturday night Yes
6: (laughs) Hopefully Eurovision goes ahead because I think we need some Eurovision. And that's your favourite thing. That's my favourite thing. And we uh, we do Eurovision every year. We screen everything. So, uh, the Wednesday, the Friday and the Sunday grand final. Mm. So, hopefully that goes ahead. And if anyone can check out the Russian entry, oh my God. (laughs) Amazing. So (laughs) can
4: Heaven. And uh, if you did have to shut down for a little while, do you reckon we will have a big reopening party when this all finishes?
6: Well, yes, I think we would. We do, like I said, we've got the the birthday celebrations coming in May, so there's already big parties planned. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if we did have to shut down in the next few weeks, hopefully we'd be back open in before May. But yeah, it's definitely a big party. Yeah. Oh,
4: i I'll be having a big party there if I have to go into isolation. <laughs> That's as totally as open trivia. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, thank you so much for coming in. Thank I mean, it's a treat working good. with you every week, but it's nice to have you in this environment as well. And uh, thanks for sharing the information with us.
6: Oh, thank you so much for having right. me.
0: Well, I don't know what fucking day of the week it is.
3: <laughs> what is Life what, is crazy
4: happening? at the moment and there
0: are no certainties.
4: Yeah. But one thing that is certain, we will try to continue to make Absolutely. this podcast happen every week. That's We've it. already started talking about if we have to go to lockdown or one of us gets sick, we'll, yep. we will try we'll our phone darndest it in. <laughs> to phone it in or do something. Kyle yeah. phones it
0: in every week. <laughs> Kyle
4: hasn't been here for two weeks and you haven't even noticed you. Can't. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't say that word. Uh, uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Lots of information yes. in there, but I think important stuff, and that's why we wanted to get it out early. That's it. No. Everyone um, stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay a meter away from people.
1: Um, and for everyone who is a patron and who pays for our
4: subscription. Yeah. We're going to be um, giving away the cure to COVID-19 in yes, the Patreon episode. That's so it. pay your $6, <laughs> and we will tell you how to get better. It's a maple syrup. No, we'll be talking about queer
1: wellness and how we all take care of each yeah, other. Yeah, taking a bit of time off to look after yourself. Yeah. Yes, that's it. It's probably Self-care. very pertinent at the moment. Yes, that's it. We all need a bit of that. But until next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ever
0: Have a catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
5: Need to stock up on any weather wardrobe staples? Check out American Giant for hoodies, jackets, sweats, and more pieces you can wear anywhere. All made right here in the USA. Go to American-Giant.com and use code AnyStyle24 for 20% off your order.